HBO Max rebrands their streamer, The Flash gets a new TV spot, and Amazon is going to revive over 12 franchises. Hello, movie friends, and welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. There is a ton of news to go over this week, lots of announcements, lots of remakes, as well as some head-scratchers. Yes, Even those, quite those, a few. Are, those are head-scratchers as well. But let's get into the box office, and Super Mario Brothers is still on top with a whopping $80 million second weekend. That it only, is It only insane. dropped 45%. That's crazy. It's already almost at $700 million globally for its box office in only two weeks so that's definitely gonna hit a billion no problem that's absolutely happening and i'm surprised i was expecting this movie 600 700 tops but it already beat that so this is a massive hit illumination they're gonna be making a lot of video game adaptations and i think they did a fantastic job with it we're gonna do a review of super mario tomorrow so stay tuned for that and it's already the most successful the most the highest grossing animated uh, video game adaptation of all time. Of all time? Oh, yeah, I guess... Yeah, I can't think of one. Well, it was the highest-grossing video game adaptation of all time. Because Detective Pikachu, I think, did $400 million. So it's both animated video game and just video game adaptation in general. Wow. Biggest ever, as well as the biggest hit of the year so far. This is going to be... It could be king for the whole year it, at, at yeah. where it ends up, because it hasn't even been two weeks that it's been out. At this pace, I don't. I, I see this as being probably the biggest hit of the year. If it, it keep, if it holds on, like what? What? I can't think of another movie that will start out this fast. Maybe I guess Mission Impossible Seven or possibly Oppenheimer. I don't. Not this fast. No, yeah, not, not this, this fast. fast. It's massive. So it looks like. We already have the biggest hit of the year, but we'll see going forward. There's there's some other big movies coming out. Fast this year. X, Spider Verse might be this. Spider Verse and Fast X will might give it a run for its money, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see. It might still be playing when those come out. But my <laughs> goodness, seven hundred million dollars in less Man. than two weeks—that's insane. And then we also have a couple new horror releases this week, as well as a great Matt Damon and Ben Affleck movie. Pope's Exorcist came out in second place in its opening weekend with a healthy eight point five million. It's pretty low, but its budget was only eight mil, eighteen million. So this movie is definitely going to turn a profit. It looks like with this opening, it will make about thirty to forty million. So it will double its return on investment. So it looks like it's a success for this film. Air in its second weekend made eight million dollars. It had a fifteen million opening weekend. So it's closing in on thirty million domestic and a little bit more around the world, but not quite the big hit they wanted. But it might have legs and good word of mouth, so it could recuperate its budget. But I mean, I think with that, it's an Amazon movie that's going to go to VOD pretty quickly. True. So I don't think they really care too much of having a huge box office for Air. Obviously, they would have liked it, but I, I'm not sure that Amazon's too worried as long as they got some money back. It's like icing on the cake. Yeah. They're already getting... They already invested in it for their app, and now they're just... This is just, like, on top of bonus. Like, here's some more money we get for releasing it. Theater, yeah, and they theaters. have swimming pools full of money, so... <laughs> yeah, we'll find out more about how, how deep those swimming pools really are. Next up in... Third and fourth place with his opening weekend, Renfield, the new Dracula, Nick Cage, Nicholas Holt film, disappointed big time with a 7.5 opening weekend for its first week of release. No this, bite. This budget had a this budget was 90 million dollars. So 65 production and Woo. 25 marketing and all all counted expenses. They want this movie to be a big hit, and it's going to end up losing a ton of money. With the $7 million opening, it might end up making 30 35 domestically tops. Uh, not as much internationally, so it looks like it's going to be a big dud. James and I saw the film. It was okay. We, we were honestly pretty underwhelmed and pretty disappointed with the film itself. 
Um, it's going to have really bad word of mouth. Yeah, I think so too. So it looks like this movie might just disappear after this weekend I for think sure. it will, for es- absolutely. Especially with more releases coming out next week. And then in fifth place, we have John Wick still holding pretty strong with a $7.3 million. It has broken $300 million internationally, and it looks like it's it could be the best John Wick performer, but it still has some some uh, mountain to climb to beat number three, Power Bell, which did very well overseas. And next up, the anime Suzume came in sixth place with $5 million, a very healthy opening weekend for America, I mean domestically. And then Mafia Mama. Another bomb. Yeah, so the Tony Collette it- Italian film where she becomes the dawn of a mafia family in Sicily. It uh, had a budget of $40 million. And then it debuted with only three to four million ish on the high end. Yeah, on the high end. <laughs> so it had a one million Friday, which means it probably had a two million Saturday. So about three to four millions, which is a very, very big disappointment. This movie, a lot of money was invested in it. This is uh, more money than the Pope's Exorcist. Bleaker uh, Street is the production company. Yeah, and man, I I feel I hope they didn't put all their money into this movie because yeah. they haven't had a, a release in a while. They do uh, mid range budget, so it looks like this is a pretty high end budget for their kinds of films that they produce. So this is actually a big disappointment. I thought the trailer looked pretty cute. I was pretty really, cute. Yeah, I mean, like Tony, <laughs> I mean, but, Tony, that, but that's like yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the, uh, like you're not gonna go see. Yeah, that. exactly. I was like, I mean, it looks all right, but I mean, there's a lot of other interesting movies coming out this month. So I was like, it was on the low end of my list. I love Tony Collette. Um, but I just feel like the trailer, I wasn't sure, so I'm looking at reviews, and reviews do not look very good for it, so I'm not sure if I'll see it. It seems like there was almost no audience for this, because mm-hmm. maybe maybe $3 million, that's what, like, a couple hundred thousand people saw us in theaters and, and yeah. domestically, that is not good news for that film. It's tough. Um, a lot of these, the thing with a lot of these releases is many of them are rated R, so Pope's Exorcist. Renfield, John Wick, and Mamma Mia, Mafia Mia. <laughs> I keep, I keep, Mama re- Mia. I keep reading Mamma Mia when I look at that. Uh, Mafia Mama, all rated R, so they're kind of in the same. They're dealing with the same pie and splitting it up. And all these adults are taking their kids to see Super Mario. Yeah, exactly. Plus, plenty of adults are seeing Super Mario's. We saw Super Mario's. We're yeah. the only people without kids at the theater, I think. <laughs> and I, I think it's very telling that you have Pope's Exorcist and Renfield, two horror films. And Pope's Exorcist came out on top. I think it had a much stronger trailer. I was never really sold on the Renfield trailer by at all. I liked parts of the Renfield trailer, but I have a lot of thoughts about that movie, which maybe we'll cover in the next couple weeks or so. But honestly, was very disappointed by that film. I, I had pretty solid expectations. Yeah, I mean, I was very disappointed. So, but it was cool to see Nick Cage in person, which we did yeah, we get saw to him see. in person. He so that was awesome. The movie. That was it awesome. was awesome to get invited. Yeah. And at the Alamo Draft House in downtown LA was such a great theater experience. Got some, got the best chicken tenders. Of my life at the Alamo Draft I remember Draft you, House. you took one bite of those tenders. You were like, these are the best tenders I've ever had. They were incredible. And you're the, like the expert. You eat tendies everywhere. Oh, chicken. Fried like, chicken tenders like that's all the your, time. That's your way to test a place out. How are the chicken tenders? Kind of, yeah. yeah. yeah Especially yeah. with the movie theater. It's my go-to. It's great because it's just high protein. It's in, great for movie theater food. But man, it yeah. is. It was. They were so good. They were huge. Hand-breaded. Yeah. Incredible sauces. Man, the fries were excellent as well, too. Well, we've had a lot of great recent movie theater experiences. We saw Return of the King in theaters the other day, which was fantastic, extended edition. And then we saw, yesterday, we saw Man on Fire, Tony Scott's film from 2004 with Denzel at the, at, um, the new Beverly Cinema in Hollywood. And it was so cool. And one of my favorite parts of the showing was they showed three Denzel trailers of his older films. Like, they showed a Crimson Tide trailer. They showed a Deja Vu trailer. And then they showed um, something else, another trailer. Uh Oh, on uh, Taken in Pelham 1, 2, 3. They're all Tony yeah, Scott Tony movies Scott as well. Movies. 
And it was just so cool to see these trailers uh, come before the film. It made it feel like, oh, these are coming out soon. And it was it was a great experience. Yeah, the new Beverly, that's Tarantino bought that theater in recently. And it only plays film, 35 millimeter, unless they otherwise specify 16 millimeter. So seeing that 35 millimeter projection of film it for that movie, it looked incredible. Oh my God, it looked so good. The crowd was, it was packed too. So that yeah. was an awesome experience. But moving on to the new, also, also we met a fan last night he, he jasper picked, jasper picked us out of the crowd he came up and said hi after the movie so jasper if you're listening it was so so cool to meet you last night hopefully we'll see you around the the new bev and also if anyone's still around on april 22nd we're going to see the evil dead evil dead rise on april 22nd saturday at amc 16 burbank at the 5 20 p.m showing come hang out it's not an event or anything we're just getting a crew together to go see this movie again saturday april 22nd 5.20 p.m. showing at the AMC 16 in Burbank, California. We'll be there. Come say hi before the movie and after and everything. We already have, a, I, I think, a good squad showing up. Oh, the, rolling the squad's up. rolling yeah, in deep. I, I the Raiders crew. I, I have it right here. One second. Yeah, pull up pull up the seating arrangement. We're in what row F? What, what was the theater again? I'm it's sorry. AMC 16 Burbank. I only said it three times, Anthony. <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> 5.20. 5.20 p.m. showing. Yeah, AMC. we got... Uh, 12 people. Nice. Yeah. So, Jasper, if you're you're around and you're listening to this, anyone else in the L.A. area, feel free to come join us for the Evil Dead Rise on Saturday coming up this week. Then we'll get some uh, some beers after. Yeah, kid. Now let's get into the news because there is a lot to cover. Let's start with HBO Max, which has a couple things to talk about. First of all, they rebranded to just Max with the tagline, the place to watch HBO. <laughs> And what a, I think a pretty, what about Warner Brothers? pretty like, bad decision, I yeah. think. I understand that they want like a single word, like prime, max, one syllable. I think that's kind of what they're going for. But also, not only to, for the last five years, to disassociate yourself from Warner Brothers, which owns HBO Max and has the greatest collection of films of all time and the most global recognizable brand in entertainment everybody knows Disney. The, everybody knows WB. It's To yeah. not use that in your streamer name, just going with HBO Max, I get it, you want people to know because of TV, but then just to drop HBO and now it's just Max and you expect people that aren't familiar with film or TV very well, like us and everyone listening, to understand that Max is HBO and Warner Brothers and it's Discovery. It's blowing my mind. And yeah. it's crazy. How do you not do Warner Brothers Max or WB or just Warner Brothers? I don't I, I mean, I feel like from day 1 it seemed like WB Warner Brothers was the way to go because I feel like everybody knows HBO Max, but everybody knows Warner Brothers too and I think they chose HBO Max cuz it was hot and I think they wanted people to the recognition from the TV that HBO yeah. has their streaming platform already. I guess, but I mean, Warner Brothers is such a legendary figure in in film. Who the fuck came up with Max? Max, just who, Max. Who came up with Max? Drop the HBO, just Max. It's, it's dumber. dumber. <laughs> it's dumber. <laughs> Man, I think uh, I think it's an odd decision, especially now this is their third rebrand in less than a decade. So. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure about this. Especially because there's a tagline. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I don't know. I was I was getting warm to HBO Max. And I was getting used to it. And now to change it again, it was like, it was already confusing with changing it to HBO Max. And now it's confusing, going to be even more confusing, I think, to just go Max. Because what does Max mean? Because picture, like the person, people who don't 
watch movies and TV constantly and know everything about the industry, like everyone listening to the show and us that understand what's happening, but they might get confused if like they're just a, a casual watcher of yeah. HBO Max and they're like, what the hell is Max? Then they don't even know that it's Warner Brothers. They don't even know that it's HBO. And then you want like a single word, single syllable tagline, I mean, name for your streamer, but then you have to have a tagline so people know what it is. What are you doing, yeah. H. Warner Brothers? I like, mean, we love yeah. you so much, but, like, what is going on? Like, Disney Plus works. It's fine. Bada bang. Pr- you know what it Amazon is. Amazon Prime. Prime Video. Yeah. Easy peasy. Hulu. Everyone knows what Hulu is. Max. Max. We're Max. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't dude. know, man. I, I, just, I think it's a bad decision. I think it's a bad decision, too. I thought HBO Max was a bad decision, and I think Max is even worse. But <laughs> since they rebranded, they also released a bunch of new teasers and trailers for upcoming products with their new Max logo at the end of the trailers. Is it still purple or is it's, it's blue now? Blue. It's so blue. It's the, they changed the color like scheme the from purple. purple to blue. They both look nice. Yeah, I, I actually like the blue. I think it's a great color, blue. Okay. Well, well I, I always I think you want to separate yourself from anyone else, so purple yeah. worked. Yeah, because blue prime. is prime. Yeah, I get that too. But anyways, but the first thing that they teased, which was <laughs> exciting, we was, all know. The Harry Potter remake, they re- released the logo, and it's exactly the same, except shinier. <laughs> More candles this time. Yeah, well, it was cool. They, they made a bunch of candles, floating candles, turn into the logo for Harry Potter. Was it cool? Yeah, it was. I liked it a lot. <laughs> it was a cool, cool like background. It was nice. It's not your normal Harry Potter. Yeah. This is, we're a cool, Harry, cool Potter. Harry Potter. So we got our first tease of Harry Potter. Obviously, they have not even gone into pre-production yet they're just tr- probably coming up with the ideas they haven't even cast it no release dates we have no idea anything about the project but we can assume it's 2025 that's my guess yeah and they haven't an- the first thing they'll announce to the showrunners I'm, I'm guessing they'll go with two showrunners for this um they really have to get two good showrunners man yeah they, they gotta get someone who's an expert in harry potter too they have to they can't just like the like thing with, with the, the last of us they had the yeah, Neil druckman yeah the guy was the creative director for the game so that was a no-brainer for the show. Uh, I mean, I would say throw as much money at Steve Cloves as you can. Or David Heyman, yeah. Or David Heyman. Yeah, you just Cloves. Throw... Cloves, sorry. He's always saying Cloves. Cloves. <laughs> Is it Cloves? Yeah, it's Steve Cloves. All right, whatever, man. <laughs> he, if you don't know, he's the writer of every Harry Potter film except for Order. So he did the impossible task of adapting those books into two-and-a-half-hour movies, and he did, a, I think, a really terrific job with all of them. So... And he's, I mean, he's, who else would be a better writer and showrunner than him? Yeah. Another Max trailer that we got was The Penguin, just to stay on the relevance of HBO Max, Warner Brothers, and, and Max. We got our first teaser trailer for this show starring Colin Farrell. Looks pretty cool. Big time Sopranos and like Tony Soprano vibes yeah, I got from this trailer. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks, I'm pretty excited. I'm still very curious and I'm going to hold out my expectations until I see more and obviously watch the first episode, but excited for the show, absolutely. Yeah, and he just sounds just fantastic. His voice is great, and his performance in the Batman, I think, was a highlight, so I'm looking forward to seeing him back in action. And I hope I just hope they keep it like uh, small in scope and without Batman. I think it would work best if they don't include Batman in the series. No Batman at all. Yeah, I, I don't want to see Batman at all. If we just show Penguin and his rise, as a just do mobster shit. That would take away from Batman. It would dilute the character and the Mm -hmm. Batman, too. Like, if you start putting the Batman in TV shows. It's less special. I know people would think it's cool, but, like, it takes away from the character. It really does. I think so. I think so, too. Um, is that it? is that it for HBO Max? Pretty I much mean, for, for Max for right now. <laughs> I can't even think. I can't even say it right. Max. Max. Now, there has been some rumors about Oppenheimer's release date. For some reason, there was a, a leak 
a supposed leak from an insider saying that uh, the president of Cannes wanted to re- release Oppenheimer for their festival, but they couldn't because uh, he said that it's coming out in, in the in the winter. It's still releasing July 21st. Christopher Nolan loves the summer. All of his movies come out in the summer. Not every one, but well, most of them, yeah. the majority of them. And if he can, he, get, he gets in summer if he can. And so I don't suspect July 21st will go anywhere. I think that... Oh, it won't. Yeah. It's, uh, Paramount knows this movie can make a huge amount of money, be a juggernaut. And he, he can still get the awards recognition coming out earlier in the year. I think everywhere, everywhere wants to just prove that coming out in April last year and still winning so many Oscars. So I think it's getting to the point where you don't need to have your Oscar darlings only come out in the wintertime to get that awards recognition nowadays. Well, the thing was, it, it happened yesterday. It was this viral social media shitstorm where people, like, I woke up in the morning, was on Twitter and Instagram just making posts, and then everyone's like, Oppenheimer's been delayed, it's moving to the fall, and I'm like... What are you talking about? No <laughs> one fact-checked this at all. Obviously, I didn't retweet or tweet anything about it because uh-huh. I run the account. I'm like, this is bullshit. There's no way this is true. So it was running amok on Twitter, especially film Twitter. People like, Oppenheimer's delayed. Barbie's going to win July 21st. And I'm like, this, I can't believe you're all posting this without fact-checking because it took me two seconds to fact-check this. Not only I didn't have to because if you think Christopher Nolan would <laughs> move the date of one of his movie releases, you're high as a kite. You're high <laughs> as fuck. It's Christopher Nolan. He's picking the fucking date. Yeah. It's not the studio. He's in. He's like the only director that has more control over his movies than anybody. He's picking the date. Him and, and Tarantino. That's There's it. There's no fucking yeah. way that Christopher Nolan would delay his movie release after announcing it. There's no unless they blew unless they blew up his facility where his editing <laughs> lab if they blew up his film like they just like someone hacked it and blew it up they'd have to reshoot it that's the only way that he would ever delay a movie it's Christopher Nolan he's not gonna get his movies pushed back yeah they don't it doesn't happen and plus he he doesn't have to do reshoots and he works with the same team every time every it's a well-oiled machine the Christopher Nolan process and I don't see him ever pushing a date back for any reason at all and he doesn't care about getting the Oscar season. He doesn't, he just, I think what Nolan cares about more than anything is where can I, where can I release my film to get the most people possible to watch my movie? And that's the summer. Yeah. He's really intelligent director when it comes to marketing and release dates. I mean, he's, he's always had great marketing for his movies, even just the posters that he does at the theaters. Like they have the big Oppenheimer with the timer and the ticking clock that's been going on YouTube for like a year now. And so let's not talk, let's also talk about how the Dark Knight had the I think the greatest marketing campaign of any film ever. The Joker to billboards, the teasers, oh, yeah, not yeah. showing his yeah. face. Remember they did a ton of like viral marketing things with like cards and Joker's writing. Yeah. And, and the fake slogans. T- fake TV spots. Fake TV spots. Uh, Bruce. Yeah. Uh, Christian Bale's Bruce like at a d- restaurant. They had fantastic posters and fantastic uh, paper billboards they put up everywhere. And it added so much curiosity to the film before they even released the first trailers. I think the marketing campaign for The Dark Knight is one of the best ever. And it, Nolan's help is behind that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's Christopher Nolan. He's not yeah. moving his movies back. No way. If anything, studios are moving other movies just to make room for him. Absolutely. And I, I, I guarantee he and his director are editing the trailers too. So please, sure. if you're on the internet and you see stuff like this, if you're another movie account, just fact check it first before retweeting it and spreading the information yeah. that's not true. I Googled it and I found no evidence. There's, there's no evidence. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, this is not real. Are you? Is everyone really retweeting this and spreading this? It's, yeah. it's Christopher Nolan. It's Chris Nolan. Come on. Oh, man. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Nicholas Holt is doing press for Renfield and... 
and he revealed some very, very sad news for himself. Feel he, bad for this guy, man. He revealed that he missed out on three huge roles in a row. So the Batman, Top Gun Maverick, and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. So he said he screen tested for the Batman and didn't get it. Then screen tested for Top Gun and didn't get it. And he was he, number two for both of those. Wow. And then he got a call from Tom Cruise asking if he would like to be in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 as the antagonist. He said, yes, God confirmed. He got the role, but then he had to drop out before production because he had he was attached to do more shooting for the TV show The Great on Hulu. So he would have been in Dead Reckoning Part 1 if not for the TV show. He was So he's Damn. missed out on two hu- three huge roles, and I'm sure the antagonist part... And Dead Reckoning is going to be really great. Um, so I feel really bad. I feel bad guy. for him. Because, I mean, those are just the three he talked about. I'm sure he's yeah. missed out on other massive roles. I'm sure he missed out on Bond and everything like that. Or he's he might miss out on Bond. I'm sure he's in contention. I'm sure he's but in man, contention, yeah. This guy, he's he's such a good actor. And you could argue he does a lot of great character acting in, as well as, like, not just being a leading man, but... He just can't catch a break in Hollywood. I feel bad for him because even watching him in Renfield, I'm like, I feel like he's better than this man. And, and yeah, I, I felt bad for watching watching Renfield, yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's, he's yes, he's still acting in movies and stuff, but he's he hasn't been like, even even though he's the lead of Renfield, it's Nick Cage's movie. You know what I mean? It's Nick Cage is the front and center of all the billboards. And well, I mean, the type of lead that they turned yeah. him into for that movie also yeah. was disappointing. They turned him into a, yeah, a pretty passive guy. So unfortunately, he hasn't really hit that big leading role. Star star making role yet? I think that obviously he'll get something eventually. But man, to miss out on those three movies in one year, man, he's still sucks. young and he's still got it. And he's in Nosferatu. They're filming right now, which is actually yeah. uh, we we're going to talk about. Might as well bring it up right now. So Nosferatu is filming. There's an awesome photo of like a bunch of the cast out to dinner. Oh, cool! That they share on the internet. So uh, this is Eggers' film, Robert Eggers' next film. It's going to be a gothic tale of obsession between a haunted young woman in the 19th century Germany and the ancient Transylvanian vampire who stalks her, bringing untold her, untold horror with him. Besides Nicholas Holt, it's going to star Bill Skarsgård as Dracula, which is so cool. Aaron Taylor Johnson, Emma Corrin, Lily Rose Depp, and Willem Dafoe. So they shared. Someone shared like a picture of them, a bunch of them at dinner, which was awesome. So yeah. they're, they're filming that right now. They're also filming on 35 millimeter film and using vintage lenses from uh, earlier eras of filmmaking. I cannot yeah. wait. So it's going to look great. Next up, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson could possibly be biological brothers. McConaughey revealed in an interview that uh, their families actually knew each other before they ever became friends. They were um, Their families were friendly. Before they were born. Yeah, and... Obviously, they have a, a close bond and friendship, and I mean, they do have similar features, kind of like their yeah, nose, yeah, and, like the jawline. And then McConaughey revealed that his mother told them that she knew Harrelson's father because when when McConaughey's parents divorced, uh, his mother apparently spent some time with Harrel with uh, Woody Harrelson's father, the hitman, yeah. And so <laughs> apparently, it's possible they haven't done a DNA test, but it's possible. That she could have gotten, uh, I mean, they could uh, have had a baby. That, that yeah. he could be the father. Yeah, it's possible. That's what he, that's what they were saying. But they're, I don't think they're going to do a DNA test. But it's just fun to. They talk should. About. Why not? I mean, yeah. Can you imagine if they were brothers? That's wild. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. That'd be pretty fun. We got some more trailers to talk about. We got the first tease of the Continental, the new prequel TV series to the John Wick verse, and it. It's it looks cool. Um, I, I I didn't really they didn't reveal much. Obviously, 
It's set in the 1970s, it looks like. It's uh, Winston's Origins. So it's Winston, Winston starting his Winston hotel. Winston Origins. Origins. Origins, the continental New York. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I feel like they didn't show much. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of gauge what it's going to be like. Plus, it's going to be streaming only in Peacock, right? Or yes. no. Was it Peacock? Can't remember. I think it's Peacock and Stars. Stars and something else. Yeah, so I'm, Stars is producing it and then one of the other big streamers just will felt, be distributing it. Felt it felt different. It felt different and I wonder if this verse is going to work without John and without Stahelski. So I'm curious, but again, I'm not completely sold off this teaser. Visually looks pretty much the same, but also there's something it's Peacock. This, Peacock. Yeah, there's something about it that it just felt not complete. Didn't yeah, feel it, like yeah, ver, ver, yeah. the Wick verse yet. I suppose yes, because it, it was just a teaser, and the, the first at minute of the trailer was just setting up um, the world, and you didn't really see any action until like the last thirty seconds or so. Um, I'll, I'll hold I'll hold my opinion until we see an actual full trailer and get a sense for the story. But I, I agree, I wasn't like very blown away, or um, it didn't make me very excited for the show. I think it's also the adjustment from movies to TV and seeing the different production quality was yeah. also kind of jarring. Yeah. Because obviously using different cameras, different shooting methods, so you can easily immediately tell that there's a distinction between film and TV with this franchise already. So, For sure. But I'm curious. I will wait until I see more. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Next up, <clears throat> the Marvels released its first official trailer, and it actually looks pretty fun. It looks pretty good. Uh, I was ex- I wasn't sure walking into this film what to expect, but I think they hit a lot of good beats. It looks like a, a fresh, just fun little adventure, and it didn't seem like it was taking itself too seriously. I think it had some good comedy and some good action. I couldn't really get a sense for the villain or the antagonist. I'm sure we'll get more of that in a, a longer trailer. So I wasn't sure what's going on in terms of the story and the conflict of the movie. I wonder if there even will be a big bad in this movie because it's obviously showcased how Kamala, Rambo, and Captain Marvel, their powers are linked and it's going to be kind of like a Freaky Friday kind of jumping in between whenever someone... Body swap. Yeah, Yeah, body swap. Whenever someone uses their powers, not a complete body swap, but location swap. Whenever someone uses their powers... They are swapped with somebody else with their connected powers in a way. Mm-hmm. So it seems like their struggle with coming to terms and understanding what's happening to them will be the, the, the main, main antagonist and conflict of the movie. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. But I'm I'm trying to see like if any of it's new footage because they've been doing reshoots or how much of it is old footage or, uh-huh. or what if they're mixing things together. Probably, man. Probably. But And they used Intergalactic from the Beastie Boys. Yeah, they Boys. used Beastie Boys. It was a good song choice. It's one of my favorites. That's my karaoke song. It's a great song. Next up, we are going to see Bo is Afraid today. IMAX is doing early release screenings in LA and New York. So if you live in either one of those cities, check out any IMAX theaters and try and get a showtime for Bo is Afraid. It comes out domestically all over the country on the 21st. But this week, you can see it at those specific IMAX locations anytime you want. So we also, yeah, get on it. Excited. We also got a TV spot from the Flash, and we got some better looks at the Batman's both Ben and Michael Keaton. Some new looks, as well as a better look at Sasha Kaye's Supergirl. The Batman? Would you say the Batman? The Batman. Plural. The Batman. Pluralized. The bat. Yeah. Did I say Batman's? Yeah. The Batman. The Batman. Batman. The Batman. Maybe there's another Batman in that movie. We'll see. And it seems like. What's it seem like? It's all in one battle, so maybe Ben's actually in the climax of the movie. Oh, like Ben, the Ben Batman is with Because the, the Ben, Ben Affleck's Batman is in a shot 
and it's the same location and scene as Sasha Kaye's Superman, Supergirl. Oh, interesting. So, clear, so it seems like I thought that Ben would be in the opening sequence, but it looks like he's going to be in the final climax battle. Yeah, well, see how it all turns out. I mean, people are going to be swapping around universes, so it could be that like they they come back to two Batman's fighting yeah, together. Yeah, at the end, that would be pretty legit. That's pretty cool. I mean, why not? They did it in No Way Home. Yeah, they had two Batman in, uh, in No Way Home. No, <laughs> I don't get it. Fucking asshole, this guy. <laughs> I would just say it would be really fun to have them together sharing a scene and just like the the back and forth. We could, there could be some good banter. Moving on to Talk To Me, a new A24 horror film released its first trailer and poster. Looks like a very creepy, cool horror movie. I think it has an interesting story about a connection to uh, those in the those who have been dead, and this girl who opens up kind of like a bridge between the dead and the living with that hand, right? Yeah, with that hand, looks cool. Looks pretty cool. I think a cool thing about new horror films or new ideas is having if it's not like a new villain, like a monster, like a like an like a horror ornament or a horror relic, sure, yeah, to be yeah. part of the main story, which is mm-hmm. always fun to see something new like that. And I, I think that's an awesome idea. Next up. Killers of the Flower Moon, Martin Scorsese's next epic, has an official runtime of three hours and 54 minutes. I can't wait. Holy crap. It's not long enough, in my opinion. Sign me up. (laughs) After we watched Return of the King, four hours and 20 minutes extended edition in theaters the other day. I didn't get up to the bathroom. I didn't have to go to the bathroom at all. I was fine. Even for the third act, 30 minutes of resolutions, I was just chilling. I was like, this is great. I think I can sit through this no problem without getting up. I think so too, man. I'm prepared. Just you know, drink yeah. a little less water that day. Yeah, just uh, be a little dehydrated before. <laughs> <laughs> just be adequately hydrated. And if like you, if you eat food, then it'll like soak up a lot of the water in you. So yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So, yeah, it just goes in there and soaks up all the water. Eat, eat some salty food before the movie. <laughs> eat, eat like a cold cut sandwich. That's what I did. That's I, what we did. We had yeah, sandwiches. We had sandwiches. We snuck sandwiches in high sodium food. Very, very salty food. So I think that helped for that's, sure. That's what we should do this yeah. time. Sneaking sandwiches again. <laughs> but I can't wait. I'm not eating a sandwich during this. My first. We, no, we, before it. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. Well, you ate it before the movie started. I was so hungry. The three of us snuck in sandwiches and me and Aaron ate ours like during the movie. And then before the movie started, I looked at Anthony and I'm like, how's your did you eat your sandwich yet? He's like, yeah, it's already gone. I already <laughs> ate my donut too. <laughs> I, ate, I ate a sandwich and a donut. No, I was so hungry. No patience. Well, I mean, there was a 30 minute opening thing before the movie started. Dude, that was we ridiculous. We were sitting there. It was like, I thought they were going to do no trailers and then the, it started, it was supposed to start at 7.30, started around 7.35 and it was like a 15, 20 minutes opening of they made a tabletop game for Lord of the Rings kind of like D&D, Dungeons and Dragons and there is obviously marketing that to the audience but it went on for so long. And it, it was, was like, like it wasn't just a trailer. It was like a fucking twenty minute short film about it. Yeah, they like filmed like a live event of a tabletop game experience with yeah. some celebrities and actors and actresses. And it was just like, can we just play the fucking movie? The game looks cool, especially for people who like that kind of game. But like, I was like, this is it was it went fifteen minutes, and then we were all looking at each other like, what the hell is going on? And when it ended, the whole audience was like, the fuck was that? <laughs> I as well as I think thirty other people went to the bathroom. Just like it was like I could I could sneak one more bathroom in. Before Everyone was just the movie like, "Can starts. you just play the movie?" Oh my! It was so long. If it was a two minute trailer, I would have been like, "Okay, that looks cool." But Probably it made, sold more copies. It made me not want to buy the game. Yeah, honestly, me too. <laughs> How dare they delay this four hour and twenty minute movie any longer? For real for twenty minute advertisement. I'm trying to hold my piss in. Yeah, all right. It, we're not exaggerating. It was twenty minutes. At least it was twenty minutes, and it was pretty boring. Yeah, it was so. Bo- oh my god, it was so. Boring. Oh man, the game looks cool. It's uh, yeah. in tabletop games. Uh, I think are really interesting. Now we're advertising yeah. it for twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they did it, man. They got us. 
Fuck it. Don't talk about it. <laughs> Moving on. Am- Amazon is not oh, yeah. slowing down with its remakes. If you thought the remakes were going to end, <laughs> holy fuck. So Amazon has announced that they are reviving over 12 franchises. This could mean that it could be up in the teens, and they've already revived several franchises already. And announced several. Yeah, so this, this is just what they're announcing. They're probably working on the deals for many others and trying to get the paperwork and contracts signed because that process takes a while. So I'm sure there are lots in the works. These are just the official ones. They've, they're reviving over 12. This is just what they've announced. Uh, James Bond, RoboCop, Legally Blonde, Stargate, Baywatch, The Pink Panther, The Thomas Crown Affair, Barbershop, Fame, The Magnificent Seven, and many more. For Legally Blonde, it's going to be uh, an origin TV series and movie series. Same thing with RoboCop. RoboCop is trying to oh make my. a show, then a movie out of it. And James Bond, they will be doing my guess. They haven't confirmed it yet, but I believe they'll be doing James Bond films with James Bond. And then TV shows with spin-offs of the James Bond verse. Oh, you bet your ass they're going to do They're going to do an M series. They're going to do a double O, series, um, Pennyworth, um, um, Money Penny series. Money Penny is getting a series, I guarantee you, 100%. So it's going to be like a Bond verse. And the Thomas Crown Affair, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, it's a great Steve McQueen movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's actually a really good movie, Steve McQueen. Yeah, it's good. Heist movie. Um, For theft movies, it's definitely up there. But like some of these were, like RoboCop failed eight years ago. And then yeah. The Magnificent Seven, they just, they just made that. just made yeah. that movie. Bar- Barbershop just had a new one a couple years ago. Baywatch just had a movie. Yeah. And they're making a show again. They're rebooting it again. Pink Panther, this is getting silly, man. They, they don't even care. They're just like, fuck it. And it's all gonna be origin stories. You know, it's all gonna be origins. All gonna be how all gonna be origins. Yeah. Holy crap! Just a fresh coat of paint on an already like. Are there not like? There's no original scripts you guys can buy. I think there. Well, there are, but I think they just want to go with the IPs that the recognizable names. Safer bet. That's what they're doing. They're just like, if we're gonna invest money, let's do a name that people already know. Like. Everybody loves, everybody's been dying for a Thomas Crown Affair readaptation, right? Most people don't even know what the Thomas Crown Affair is. Nope. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I highly recommend watching it. It's awesome. <laughs> um, Stargate is that film uh, with, what's his name? Who is the uh, the name of the guy who was the manager after Michael left? He was the manager for like two mo- two years. Oh, um, in, in the Robert office? California. What was, oh, what's um, his name? That actor. Ultron. Fucking <laughs> yeah. James Spader. James Spader. He's in, in Stargate. Um is that a, that's a series, it's, right? It's, it's a sci-fi movie. But isn't there multiple? Wait, no, I'm thinking of something else. I, th- yeah, I think no, I'm Stargate's like series. a franchise of movies and TV. Yeah, you're right. Stargate. What's the what's the one am I thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, Stargate's a series. Man. Little dude. Little, Anthony doesn't know anything about TV. What, do you, what are you thinking of? James Spader show? Oh, Stargate is, started out as a movie. Yeah, it was a movie first. Yeah, Stargate it's, it's, 1994. It's kind of like Star Trek where it's movies and TV. James Spader... Um, yeah. And Kurt Russell. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But then they made a TV series out of it. So yeah, awesome news, Amazon. Get ready. All right, let's move on to some other news. Uh, we got an update on Blade, which is going to start filming apparently this May, so next month. And obviously, hopefully it'll come out next year. Mia Goth has just joined the cast for Blade to star alongside Mahershala Ali. Now, she'll be playing Lilith Drake, according to one of the producers of the film, who is, there's a couple different versions of her in the comics, but they be- I believe that she'll be playing the daughter of Dracula as Lilith Drake in this movie, 
which is pretty interesting. I, I kind of like that concept already. If you got Mia Goth coming onto this film, great choice. After all these delays and everything, it clearly means that they definitely overhauled the hell out of the script and probably basically rewrote it. Be- I believe what I read is that they're investing four hundred million in the in this franchise, in the Blade franchise. Blade oh, yeah. has to hit, and they have to make a good Blade movie. This is so important to the MCU going forward, and it, it should be a no-brainer, but all the the, situa- the situation they had last year in October when the director left a week before production and Mahershala finally got the script and didn't like it, Kevin Feige didn't like the script, I can only imagine what that original script was like. <laughs> I want to read it. I've heard rumors, and I heard rumors that, obviously it's bounced between time periods, but also that Blade had a daughter it was a rumor and like kind of like took up the mantle of being Blade at the end of the film. So I wonder if they scrapped that entirely because Blade just, just I know the MCU and Disney, they're obsessed with the team-ups and every MCU project has to be a team-up now. Just make a Blade movie. Just fucking Blade. Just just yeah. Blade. That's all you got to do. I, I hope that they, I'm sure that Feige has to be aware that if they make a, a bloody rated R Blade movie and make it good, people will love it. I don't think Pe- it's going to be rated R. But I'm just saying, if they do, people will adore it. And I, it will get me interested in the MCU again. If they make, if they pull off a brutal Blade movie with tons of gore, I will be so in love with, I would I would be so happy. Just Blade though, yeah. I don't need all these setups. Don't set up characters, don't have a daughter to set her up to be Blade 2 or or whatever. Or just, another character to have their own. Just fucking have yeah. Mahershala That's be it. Blade, the only person at the end of the movie who's saving the day, killing the bad guys, killing Dracula, it's all you gotta do. Well I mean, yeah, you just need Blade, you don't need anyone else. You don't need anyone else, just Blade. But they can't help themselves. Yeah, they can't. They're gonna put like fucking... Six other characters put, for their own spin-up. The Bladeverse. Florence Pugh's going to be in this. What, what's her name? <laughs> oh, Yelena Belova? Yeah, Yelena's going to be in this. Uh, hello, Blade. Oh, let me say something smirky now. <laughs> Do you like sarcastic humor? Oh, here we You're go. in luck. You're in luck. MCU. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's, got, it's so... It should write itself. It really it's should. It's a no-brainer. Blade, vampires, big bad vampire boss. That's it. Easy. That's it. Cool car, cool weapons, swords... Fucking badass one liners decapitating vampires. That's it. That's all you gotta That's do. all you need. Just fucking just do it. Just do it, guys. My God. Moving we on. Can't keep letting them get away with this. You can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> you can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Gladiator 2. Set photos have been revealed of construction of a new Colosseum. Oh, I gotta look this up right it's now. It's not a full full Colosseum. It's gonna, it's one of the smaller ones in one of the smaller villages outside of Rome. You know the wooden ones that yeah. are much tinier. But it's still cool that they're they're getting like productions underway, and I'm sure they're gonna cool, they're gonna film. Some kind of early gladiatorial sequence in that set for sure. Um, I'm just excited they're building actual sets. They're filming mostly in Morocco again, just like they did in the original Gladiator film. So Ridley Scott is amping up production. I'm sure they're going to be filming if they haven't already started very soon. That is so cool, man. I cannot wait. Very exciting. It's going to be so sick. Coming back to Nicholas Holt, Clint Eastwood, his new film, which we talked about last week, Juror Number 2, has officially cast Nicholas Holt as the lead and Tony Collette as a supporting lead in the film. So two great actors for his final outing as a director. We finally got our first look at Strange Way of Life. This is going to be Pedro Almodovar's next film starring Ethan Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal two legendary guys in Hollywood. Three Every- legendary guys. Oh well, yeah, three, yeah. but in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves Ethan and everyone loves Pedro. These two these They're two so guys, hot right now. Still so hot. So hot. And I, I'm very excited to check this out because Almodovar is great and this is, he's marketing it or he says it's like his 
his uh, response to Brokeback Mountain, his own kind of like cowboy cool. film. Nice. Well, I think he he's billing it more of a western. But he, that's yeah. what that was a quote from him. It's like his version of Brokeback Mountain. That's cool. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I, I love everybody involved in that in that film. And if you love legacy reboots, <laughs> here we go. You know we've been talking about Twister, the legacy reboot, reboot which is going to star Daisy Edgar Jones. Everyone's so excited about that because they put an S. Twister, it's Twisters. Yeah, they, oh, put, yeah. they put an S at the end, so it's Twisters. You gotta do the hand thing, Jim. Oh yeah, Twisters. twisters. <laughs> also, Glenn Howerton has been cast alongside Dizzy D- Daisy for this legacy reboot sequel, and I can already see the story right now. You know, the world's ending. Because people drive cars still, and there's going to be a ton of twisters instead of instead of one twister. There's going to be a ton no, of twisters. There's going to be twisters all over the place. All over the planet. And only Daisy and Glenn can solve it. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're going to save the world. I guarantee you, she's going to play like uh, she's going to play a twister hunter. Like well, her she's going to be the daughter of yeah. probably Bill Paxton. Like I, like her dad. Like I just said. <laughs> My God. <laughs> And then Glenn Howerton will probably play a scientist who's gonna, and they're gonna combine their knowledge together to stop the big calamity. Actually, I could see Glenn Howerton playing the Twister. <laughs> <laughs> Put on a mocap suit and just do a bunch of spins. <laughs> just, just keep spinning, Glenn. Keep spinning. It's great, great stuff. <laughs> you thought there was just one of me? There's twi- There's S's of me. There's plural. <laughs> Speaking of or. Origins, we got another origin story. Stranger Things is coming out with an origin prequel book for Eddie Munson called The Flight of Icarus, which takes place before the events of season four. Oh, yeah. Maybe it'll be him starting the Hellfire Club and stuff. Yeah, probably something like that. Next up, The Boys from Amazon has wrapped filming on season four. I believe this is going to be the final season. I can't I don't remember. Know. Well, they are doing a spinoff show, right? That came comes out soon. I feel like it has to be the final season based off the way season the story three ended yeah. with uh, Billy. But um, there's no release date yet. We can expect it sometime in 2024. I bet you around this time next year, probably April, May, I bet it comes out. Oh, I bet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's rap production and pretty excited. There's some behind-the-scenes footage and videos of, of the rap and it looked cool. Yeah, we just saw Carl on the big screen the other day in Carl Return of the King. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> great, isn't it? Hey, Omer. Next up, Super Troopers 3 is in pre-production from Broken Lizard. Uh, we loved the first one. We grew up with that movie. Hey, what's that place you like with all the shit on the walls? Shenanigans? God damn it. <laughs> Looks like you're going to have to pistol with him, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Roy is in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brian Cox. So oh, my funny. God. Final bit of news. Charlie Day, everyone's favorite character from Always Sunny, is making his directorial debut in the trailer for his film Fool's Paradise just came out. The cast is awesome. He must have so many cool friends in Hollywood because a lot of great comedians and actors are in this movie. And he plays kind of two characters. One's uh, actor in Hollywood. Then he he plays the title, the, the main character, who is this guy who gets released from a, a mental health facility, but he can't speak. And he's kind of been like rushed around and becomes a star like overnight he's a, uh, a, sh- a perfect doppelganger of the movie star yeah who's the movie star is uh a method actor who's like gone crazy and like won't leave his trailer and so the studio and agents be take advantage of the doppelganger who can't speak as a way of filling him in for the movie star's place looks it looks really cute it looks I, really cute. i hope he, he drinks yeah. some paint or sniffs some glue in it <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's like a, a blend of like silent film era comedy with charlie's performance with just like the player the yeah. robert altman, altman film with um but the basis being like in the prestige with hugh jackman's character angier and how um 
they find the doppelganger in the bar who looks already looks pretty pretty much like him, and then they use him as a the placeholder of the trick of the the transported man. Sick reference, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Your references are out of control. Everybody knows it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great movie. All right. Thanks so much for tuning into movie news this week. So much went we went over. Lots of reboots. <laughs> get ready. It's just they're cranking it up, man. They're just cranking it up. Mm. It's gonna get worse. And again, we have episodes this week. Super Mario Bros. the movie. We're doing our review tomorrow. I'm doing a Last of Us Part 1 video game review on Tuesday. You won't want to miss that. It's like almost 90 minutes. It was awesome. I went in-depth over the entire game, as well as the following Tuesday, I'll be doing Last of Us Part 2 review, which is going to be a much different review. Hell I can yeah. assure you. Hell yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear them. But um, yeah, I was pretty excited to do that. I, I heard you. I overheard you a little bit. You you did a great job from what I could hear. Thanks, man. Yeah. Anthony was editing in the other room. Yeah. I had headphones on, but I heard you here and there. <laughs> it sounded good. Thanks. It was, it was a lot of fun to do. It's it's tough doing solo episodes because after like 50 minutes, I couldn't speak anymore. I was losing my voice. You need that break. We're like, I need that break when you talk and I just, you, you basically like are in recovery mode for like a minute while someone else is talking. But yeah. if you are just talking for flat out an hour straight, good luck. It's Woo. tough. Like I had, I actually had to turn off the camera and just take a five minute break because I was losing my voice. I took a five too. Yeah. It's super helpful. I don't know how people on TV who do that professionally and they'll talk for like an hour straight. Or online on their own YouTube channel, like just solo do it. That's difficult. Like that's tough. It is tough. And also it's not bounced off someone, you know? And the episode I think was awesome. And I think you'll enjoy it. So thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll see you this week. See you next time. Thank you for watching Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button as well. Notifications for sure. Listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out this other content we have on our YouTube channel.